Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Blackhawks Live. Fire, score! Blackhawks. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio. Now to break it, takes the puck away to Strom, to came to side the net, Strom, he sees the score! Time to talk hockey. I mean, yeah, I thought he played really well. You know, made some big saves. He did that his last start, too, so. Time to talk Hawks. I think we're just trying to stick together as a team and, and hopefully build for next year. It's time for Blackhawks Live. On to Caleb Jones, walks and it shoots, a bad save, made. rebound, spills out, Strom shoots, he scores! Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Hello, Chicago! It's go time! Yes, it is the swan song of Blackhawks Live in the 2021-2022 hockey season. Our final show of the year. A big thanks to everyone, each and every one of you that have tuned in every week to Blackhawks Live. He's WGN-TV's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand, and we will finalize the hockey season, recap the Blackhawks season, but more importantly, talk about the future for this team and the rebuild. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Joe. It's go time before we go for the uh, for the summer, at the very least. Uh, uh, I finally wrestled the Modella out of your hands. <laughs> as you, were, you, were, you were enjoying at the ballpark today. Some of us had to work the Sox game. <laughs> well, uh, you got to uh, very deservedly enjoy it as a fan, though, after... Uh, uh, people weren't aware. Joe was given an opportunity to do uh, White Sox play-by-play down the dial on Saturday due to a domino effect of circumstances uh, with the uh, broadcast booth. But uh, I was able to listen to a couple of innings, not the whole game, and uh, outstanding job there. But uh, re- really proud of the job you did, and I hope you uh, got a blast out of it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I totally did. Uh, it's surreal, and all the support and the accommodations by everyone involved, especially the people here at this station and the ones over at the other one, too, uh, just can't express how grateful I was for the opportunity. Uh, very, very cool. Big highlight of my career. And, uh, you know, things happen. You're the good luck charm, I think, too. Uh, yeah, well, no, no. You didn't I do didn't today's know. game, but you showed up to today's game. So. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I was at Sunday's game, too. <laughs> Just uh, made, made a lot of uh, weekend baseball. But we're here to talk hockey, and uh, there is a lot to talk about with uh Things happening out in the Blackhawks organization. Obviously, their season is over with. The Rockford Icehogs are not over with, though. They will start a best-of-three series against the Texas Stars starting on Wednesday. So we're going to have the voice of the Rockford Icehogs and Joey Zakszewski join the show as he will preview that series matchup, talk about a lot of the players that are going to be playmakers in that series and a lot of guys that got to see some time in the Blackhawks uh, organization up at the NHL level this year. Yeah, hopefully they can put this is a three game series that opens up on Wednesday, a best of three. All the games will be at the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford against the uh, uh, Texas Stars. And, um, you know, they split the season series. And there's also some news in that they got some additions, not just those who have played. With the Blackhawks back and forth, the uh, the I ninety Express back and forth, but uh, the two highest draft picks from the last draft, Nolan right. Allen and Colton Dock, who had himself a whale of a year for Kelowna. Uh, they're going to be given an opportunity to crack the lineup when that uh, playoff series starts. So it's another thing to kind of keep our eye on and how quickly those guys uh, can adapt to this level. It should definitely give them a boost, both defensively, offensively. Earlier today, there were. 
some ma- media availabilities for a lot of the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, Isaac Phillips, Alec Regula, Arvid Soderblom, Lucas Reichel all chatted. And it just seems like a good vibe right now. And again, this is something that we've talked about all throughout the season that Derek King, Kyle Davidson, so thrilled with the situation that Rockford was because if you go down to the AHL after getting a call up to the NHL, there's a lot to play for mm-hmm. and there and there's a lot to accomplish. And that was something I actually asked those guys, you know, you go down there to win, you go down there to play hockey, does that kind of help not drain your mind on only focusing on your individual goals it just kind of allows you to play and and they thought so and uh even a guy like Arvid Soderblom who maybe didn't have the debut up the NHL level that he would have liked to you kind of gain a little bit of mental skills by going up in that you know the best league in the world mm-hmm. you got to bring that down to the AHL, AHL level and hopefully continue that with the playoffs so uh, just big learning moments and big uh, opportunities for these young players, especially in a rebuild the Blackhawks are in. Yep, and uh, if they get past that, I believe they'll have to face the Wolves in the in the next round. Who so they played very well against. They played very well against, but uh, the Wolves leading, uh, the, I think they ended up leading the AHL so in points, too, yeah. points percentage. So uh, that would be interesting. It would be nice, nice exposure for them and uh, some, some games that mean something and uh, help out the maturing process of some of these guys. But, uh, you know, we also have a pretty important day tomorrow with the Blackhawks because Kyle Davidson will address the media in a uh, season-ending um, press conference, and maybe we'll get to little, get to know a little bit more about uh, the direction that they're heading. I don't know if uh, you know he'll clarify Derek King's situation or not. Uh, there certainly has not been a move made yet with Derek King, anything mm-hmm. official. So um, you'd think if he were in trouble of some sort, maybe they would have done that already. Uh, you never know, but uh, you know, since the season finale was on Friday and that overtime loss to Buffalo, um, kind of a microcosm of the whole Blackhawks yep. season, the way things went down Friday in Buffalo. Uh, there's been three days here going on a fourth in which uh, they could have made some kind of announcement concerning Derek King. So hopefully there'll be some more clarity uh, as far as that goes tomorrow. Kyle Davidson said there will be a, so- a search for the head coach, but Derek King will be a part of that search. So that is part of the process. And the thing I've been saying this whole time is Derek King can relate to the players. He's good at developing players. I would think that they can find a position for him, whether it's head coach or not. And it seems like Derek King would be fine with anything to that capacity. He was very honest the last time he talked with the media saying, you know, I'd obviously love to stay here. I'd love to be here, but I'm not going to take anything personally. This has been a huge opportunity for me. This has been uh, an opportunity for me to become a better coach. But I I don't know. I mean, I I feel like this guy just hit so many good things during his tenure here. And I understand the criticism of... Maybe not being hard enough on guys, but he was he was honest, and he was honest with each and every one of them, and they respected that, and they responded to that, and I, I still think that there could be a spot for him, but uh, the latest news with the coaching staff is that reportedly the Blackhawks are parting ways with Mark Crawford and Rob Cookson. The team has yet to clarify or confirm that. Um, I'd imagine maybe we might hear something official with Kyle Davidson talking tomorrow. And the biggest news that happened right before Friday or maybe Thursday night, Jeff Greenberg, who was one of the finalists mm-hmm. to become general manager for the Blackhawks, has been hired as an associate general manager, so underneath Kyle Davidson. But he went into pretty good detail about that whole aspect of him coming over to the Hawks side. Uh, we want to dissect it a little bit more. we got to get to a break, but... NHL playoffs starting today. Boston and Carolina have already actually entered the second period. Toronto's got a one nothing lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jake Muzzin 
with a goal, and uh, Kyle Clifford already out of a game. Yeah, yeah. We were showing me that hit that happened maybe about 15 minutes ago or so yeah. in real time. Not good. He may be uh, out of that entire series. <laughs> Might be. Based on, based on the, the hit that he delivered to Ross Colton there. Talking more about Jeff Greenberg, Kyle Davidson, and the future of the Blackhawks, we've got Joey Zakszewski after the 7.30 news. This is our final Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. For the final time this year... Tick, 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 tick. Chris Bowden and I are <laughs> chopping it up about Blackhawks and the NHL here on 720 WGN. You're tuned in to Blackhawks Live. Do you want to just call each other Monday nights and just chat about No, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're You've right. got things to do. You're going to be you're you're going to be pretty busy here. Uh, uh again, look, in a different sport though. So. True, yeah. Well, Kane County Cougars if anyone wants to check out some solid baseball out in Geneva in the western suburbs, please come on by. CaseyCougars.com slash tickets. Nice little promo there. Um, well, speaking of baseball, the Blackhawks have officially hired Jeff Greenberg to be an associate general manager underneath Kyle Davidson, and Greenberg was one of the three finalists for the job of being the Blackhawks general manager, and there were some rumblings that he was really gaining some steam mm-hmm. in uh, being the one to be hired, and then they ended up continuing on with Kyle Davidson, but then still hiring Jeff Greenberg. And uh, it's if anything... It's incredibly interesting because the Blackhawks are definitely a, a team that is thinking outside the box on this hire. Yeah, and um, I know you had a chance to kind of informally yeah. uh, have a discussion with uh, with uh, Jeff the other day, um, if not Kyle Davidson as well. And you know, may, maybe you can bring the audience up to speed on on what the reasoning is behind and and you know what his assets are that he's bringing to the table here in the front office. Yeah, so it was just Kyle. I don't think. Uh, Greenberg is officially starting for another week or so, still making the transition Got to get that Crosstown series out of the way this week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I'll say this, because I actually wrote something on the website uh, a few months ago when Greenberg was in the running for this job. I talked to a former co-worker of his from his baseball days, and he had nothing but astounding things to say about Jeff Greenberg's work ethic, his intelligence... Said he's very, very humble guy. He's an Ivy League guy. He's confident. He's sharp, but he doesn't. He said he's the smartest guy in most rooms, but he never makes you think it, mm. and he never ha- feels the need to prove that. He also said he has no doubt in his mind that he can make that transition over. And the 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 basis of my article was to say that you know it's not the craziest thing to see this sports crossover. We are seeing it a little bit. Um, but especially hockey learning and borrowing from baseball. Baseball has taken a huge swing, no pun intended, at developing and drafting players using science, algorithms, data, and making it that way so there's less reliance on the eye of the scout. And there's more of a percentage of hitting on a prospect based on the data. That's basically the aspect that Jeff Greenberg is bringing over to the Blackhawks side. And when I talked to this former co-worker of Jeff Greenberg, he basically said, well, listen, if he's on top of it with the science and the data and the algorithms and, and he knows how to do that, you don't really have to make up too much in terms of evaluating talent in hockey. He did play. He played in the mm-hmm. club team. His, I think his dad used to or wanted to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins or Montreal Canadiens once, too, or something. So he does have a hockey background. Um, he has been keeping tabs on the NHL before 
officially getting this job. Um, so it's, it's it doesn't seem like it's that far-fetched of an idea. I also know this, that there is a hockey team out there that currently has a statistical and data system mm-hmm. that was created by somebody who originally created one for a baseball team. Okay. So it's 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 this algorithm to try and nail good players without relying totally on the eye test. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's something that the Blackhawks think they can get more successful at and then that's going to become a a huge aspect of the way they get tape and show players tape and go in on, you know, what they are trying to accomplish, what they need to improve on based on the science of it. And it's it's a lot of sports are doing this. And yeah. The Blackhawks are just trying to get ahead of the curve. And you know, it's kind of interesting uh listening to to uh Ryan Poles last week of the Bears and and how he still says still in his heart when you get down to nuts and bolts it is mostly the eye test, but mm-hmm. those analytics are creeping more and more into the decision making. Uh, and I think you know this will s- still be the same case with the Blackhawks and their scouting system. It, it will rely primarily, or let's let's say you know whether it's a sixty forty or a seventy thirty type thing. Uh, what you want to try and do is build up the other half of that. And I think you know as much as the front office in the previous administration uh, tried to adapt and incorporate that more into their thinking it's becoming an even greater focus right now and you saw the things that jed hoyer had to say and Mm -hmm. and dave ross had to say when they learned the news that greenberg was going to be leaving how valuable he was to them now how he can translate that into hockey remains to be seen but everyone seems to have a belief he is really going to be an asset to this front office with what he's going to bring to the table jed hoyer was saying that he was relying on him so much when theo had left Mm -hmm. and uh that just kind of shows what he's done i know he's he's worked a lot with roster construction and finances and the salary cap issue so he brings that to the table as well and i think it's it's the fact that he's the associate gm he and uh norm mciver two associate gms under Kyle Davidson's staff. So you've got two guys that can go into their realms, and if everyone's still on the same page, and I, I don't know if there's any thought of the idea of, oh, I didn't get the job, now i got to work for the guy that got the job. You know, he, he wasn't working for a hockey team. This mm-hmm. is just this is a whole new journey for him. This is an opportunity to prove that he can accomplish something in another sport. Well, the biggest numbers, the biggest numbers that uh, uh, he has to concern himself with, and this entire organization has to concern himself with. What was the final record? I know it was the exact same record at home as it was on the road this season. And the other number, the other numbers they have to concern themselves is fixing. What did they blow? Leads in nineteen of the last twenty games. Uh, nine, this they blew nineteen of their last twenty leads. Yes, and five straight too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that the the final game against the Buffalo Sabers, like like you said, was pretty much a microcosm of the season. Hawks ended the year twenty eight forty two and twelve. And so that so would 14, leave it. 14, 21, and 6, both at home and on the road. And on the road. And, you know, someone brought that up, too. Uh, or one of the players once had talked about, you know, the struggles at home. And uh, I think Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times is like, well, you know, what's what's been the difference with the struggles at home and the struggles on the road? He's like, nothing. It's, mm-hmm. they, we have been struggling in the same ways. And we saw that happen once again on Friday against Buffalo, being unable to hold a lead. And... Um, this is just something that the Blackhawks are... It's, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. We, we've talked about Dylan Strome, Dominic Kubelik. Mm-hmm. What is their future? And Dylan Strome at least uh, you know, tried to revive the 
special Blackhawks Live guest goal scoring. Uh, That's true. <laughs> on Friday night, <laughs> since we had him on last week, and he was going through a little bit of a scuffle for the previous nine or ten games, and, and I, uh, boom. And I, and I brought that up too because that's got that's got to feel good for him to just finish off the year with a goal. Uh, the ups and downs that he had this year. Even though, for the most part, towards the end of the year, he was still pretty solid. It's got to feel good that final game to just all right. Let's let's right. go off on a real high note. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, uh, you know, blow, blowing late leads. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing what Buffalo is. You see, kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for what the Sabers are doing, and you know, some of these other teams. Heck, the LA Kings have have made the playoffs probably way ahead of schedule than they ever thought, and. I, you know, I give them a decent chance against the Edmonton Oilers, as hot as Edmonton has been, just based on style. Maybe the uh, Todd McClellan revenge factor uh, going up against one of the former teams that he coached. But yeah, those are, those are some of the templates that the Blackhawks hope to follow. Um, but they just seemed like all season long they could not get out of their own way. And, you know, uh, at, at the end of last season, there was kind of a, a dose of optimism because a quote-unquote rebuild was going on, and you saw handful of players um you, you know buying into it you could see progress being made and then during this past off season they stepped back and you know let's go back to the win now mode and that obviously did not work itself out and now they're blowing everything up and starting again from scratch which is you probably like we've talked about before should have been done several years ago and remain committed to it well and like you said well, you pretty much just ended with it. The problem with Stan Bowman with that wasn't the transparency. It was, okay, well, you kind of went back on what you said. Now, his argument this past offseason was, well, I, you know, I didn't realize I was going to be able to move a Duncan Keith contract. Same thing with Brent Seabrook. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you've got some openings, you've got some flexibility financially. It didn't go the Blackhawks' way this year for multiple reasons. Um it's a totally different scenario right now because you've got a new person in charge and a, a whole new staff, too. Um, again, going back with having the associate GMs of Jeff Greenberg and Norm McIver, I mean, now you've got your new new school way of thinking. You've got your data-driven evaluation, and you've got the old school and the familiarity with McIver coming back, too. Right. So, so that can help out. The head coach situation is also going to be very interesting because... Do the Blackhawks need their next Stanley Cup winning head coach next season? Mm-hmm. Do they need him right away? Who knows? Yeah. You know, we don't know that. And is that Derek King? We don't know that. And and that's another reason why I think it would be wise to maintain or contain Derek King in some sort of way with this organization. Um, and I would think at the NHL level. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it's uh, going to be an interesting listen tomorrow with Kyle. He's at a goalie situation that he has to give some clarity to. He doesn't have to give it to us, but he's going to have to work on. And, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, very true. And I'm sure you know uh, he's perhaps had an initial sit down with Jonathan and Patrick about some of their thoughts. I would imagine that that conversation hasn't ended yet. I would imagine if I had to take a guess that he's going to let them decompress a little bit. Give it some thought and uh, perhaps come back, you know, in a few weeks or a month into the off season before uh, getting an evaluation of what they want to do. Is as the front office remains committed to this rebuild. The Rockford Ice Hogs are going to the playoffs. They start their best of three series against the Texas Stars on Wednesday. We're going to talk to the radio voice of the Rockford Ice Hogs, Joey, Joey Zakshesky, coming up after the news with Steve Ruxton here on seven twenty WGN. We are about to talk to one of the guys that will be calling playoff hockey 
on Wednesday in the AHL. It's our buddy Joey Zakszewski, Rockford Ice Hogs radio announcer. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, and we bring in Joey Z. What's going on, man? You all amped up for Wednesday? Hi, pal. Hey, guys. Good to catch up with you. Yes, absolutely. I was just talking off air a moment ago of playoff hockey is back in the American Hockey League for the first time, and it feels like forever. And to have a full season under your belt of 72 games and now getting ready for game one against the Stars on Wednesday night in your home building here in Rockford, it's, it's unbelievable. So I, I'm going to have to tap into another level. Um, it's been a minute since we've done it, but i uh, tell you what, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a blast every step of the way. Yeah, uh, you, you, there's no room for you to raise your game, though, pal. Your you're, you're playoff caliber yeah. all uh, during, during the regular season. Yeah, what do, you mean, what do you mean step into your game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just warming up, guys. I'm just warming up. No, I, you know what? We, it was a great regular season all in all for, for the Rockford Ice Dogs. I mean, for the organization, for the team on the ice, too. And, and to kind of have that nice build up the last couple of months, playing some really good hockey down the stretch to, to get into a good playoff position and even had to come down to the wire of, of who they were going to play in the first round and, and how it was going to shape up. Just created excitement. It was almost playoffs before the playoffs, just with how intense some of these games became. And yeah, it, it was an absolute blast, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know, the, I know the players are. The staff is looking forward to it. And, again, it's the first time since the 18-19 season that the American Hockey League has, has had postseason. The 1920 year was hung up. Last year was just an abbreviated 32-game season with no playoffs, just really more focusing on development and getting guys ice time. So now it's, now it's the real deal. And for a lot of these players and staff members included that haven't had playoff hockey ever before in their careers, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of firsts happening on Wednesday night. For well, sure. What's going what's to have to happen for Rockford to advance in this particular matchup? I know you split uh, the, uh, uh, eight, uh, was it eight games? Yeah, uh, four games. Four games this year, mm-hmm. right? Um, what, uh, what, what's it going to be? I, I noticed you, you guys were really strong on the penalty kill against you know the Dallas Stars ma- uh, uh, major affiliate, their, their top affiliate. Uh, how do you see this thing breaking down in terms of what you saw head-to-head during the season? Tell you what, I mean, it, it was a really fun head-to-head series, too, with the, with the Texas Stars. I still haven't seen them since the end of February, though. It was one of the earlier seasons that, or series that rode up. But you're absolutely right. They split four games apiece, uh, you know, a couple games down in Texas, the rest of the year finishing up in Rockford. Yeah, East Hogs have a great, a, a great nitty-gritty work ethic team, and I think that became their team identity just shortly after the halfway point of the season when they were trying to figure out, are we a, are we a, a physical team, are we a, a speed-driven team, are we a, a skilled team, what are we? And I think it came down to just being that hard-working, tight-checking team that forces turnovers, whether it's in the neutral zone, middle of the ice, slowing down teams with speed, and being able to get those turnovers and turn them around successfully. And that's exactly what they're going to have to do with the Texas Stars, the Stars for Years with the Dallas system have had plenty of speed up and down the wings, and, and, and it's going to be a, a physical battle, and that's what they're going to have to limit for the Stars is, is just taking that speed, especially in the middle of the ice, and, and controlling those turnovers and, and getting it turned the other way. And they have a lot of great players that have really come into their own this season, plenty of rookies on this ice hockey team and the Blackhawks organization, which I'm sure will we'll dive into too but yeah it, i mean playoff hockey kind of fits the mold of the ice hogs the best when when you're looking at three two two one scores and and just tight checking hard hitting nitty-gritty grinding out full 60 minute or maybe more efforts it's going to be uh that's going to what's going to be in their favor for sure you talk about playoff hockey before the actual playoff hockey this team had to go through that playoff push to get to the postseason what specific things did you see this team really clicking on that gave them that extra edge Tell you what, it was it was more of the, what the coaching staff and Andrew Sorensen have been calling connected hockey, which is really getting all five guys on the ice in front of their goaltender to buy in, whether it's in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone. And there were numerous times throughout that stretch of 
of coming down through March and into April where you saw a lot of defensemen being active in the rush and, and participating on the offensive side, and then players coming back on, on back checks and forwards, helping out on the defensive end with breakouts, pinning up pucks in the corner, looking up the walls for outlet passes. So it was that connected hockey that I felt like this team really started to buy in. And then as the season wore along, you saw individual success come along with team success. And when people kind of see the proof in the pudding when, you know, oh, okay, this is how it actually works and we can be successful at it, it started to steamroll and, and go in the right direction. So for the Ice Hawks to get that moving, timing is everything, as we know, in, in postseason pushes, whether it's you know teams healthy and playing well all at the same time. And for the Ice Hawks, you're able to get that right at the perfect time of, of players clicking at the right moment and at the same time being able to, to push forward and grab victories. Because at one point in time, they were on the outside looking into a playoff picture. Then they were in top five teams out of seven in the Central, get in the dance, and they were able to climb up to fourth place and even challenge for third going into the last week of the season. So to have that on your resume going into the postseason is is huge experience for this team. It's a crowded uh, blue line there in Rockford, you know, with all all the prospects getting their opportunity. Some, you know, have have uh, you know ridden the I ninety Express back and forth to the Blackhawks uh, uh, several times during the course of the year. But you know, we didn't see Ian Mitchell that much uh, with with the the main club this season. Didn't see much of of Nicholas Bodan, and and I think Derek King was quite frank when being asked about in determining who who gets called up and who doesn't he says the guys who are playing best down there right now are, are going to get the opportunity if we need somebody how how competitive and how balanced is that playing field as far as some of these blue line prospects are concerned from what you've see, seen during the entire course of the season incredibly balanced and it seems like each and every game or each and every week you know a, a pair of defensemen have really kind of grabbed the line like you mentioned ian mitchell unfortunately a little bit banged up this last week hasn't played in a couple of games but He's a guy that, you know, cracked the top 15 in, in AHL defensive scoring this year. He's been paired up with Isaac Phillips, who's put up a couple of multi-point games here down the stretch as well and, and really showing a knack for his offensive side and his defensive side as well. But, I mean, as you said, it's a crowded blue line. The list goes on. Alec Regula, who was just up with the Blackhawks team back down, he's on a nice point streak with the Ice Sox in a, in a Rockford uniform. you got Wyatt Kalanick patrolling the blue line. Jakob Galvis getting some time earlier this year. And then you mentioned Bodine and the like uh, – as well. So, I mean, as tight as it is, and as much as you think guys are competitors and each one, you know, hoping that their phone rings, at the same time, it's an incredibly tight knit group. And, and you might have heard Alec Ragula earlier in the week just talking about how great it was to be in the National Hockey League, get some opportunities, get some repetition. And, and he, boy, he got some ice time too with the Blackhawks, but how excited he was to come back down and be a part of this tight knit group where he is on a blue line that's very crowded, that has a lot of guys itching and scratching and clawing to get that next opportunity up with the big club. But at the same time, they become tremendous friends, and they all hang out together. They all live together. So to have that chemistry both on and off the ice has been uh, incredible for these guys' development as people and development as, as players on the ice as well. With the addition of Nolan Allen and uh, Colton Dock coming to the roster, I, I know you haven't seen those guys all year, but mm-hmm. what do you think they could bring? Is that a situation where maybe they fill some holes for this Rockford Icehawks team, or do you think just maybe an enhancement for it? I think as of right now, and in hearing what uh, Andrew Sorensen had to say at media availability today, is is he wants to get them kind of in and get them some repetition and, and get them some practice time, too. I mean, their season's just wrapped up with the junior level and, and wanting to get that first taste of pro hockey. So I think it would be an enhancement of what the Ice Songs already have, whether it's guys that have that NHL pedigree that have been up and down all season long and guys on American Hockey League contracts that have been fantastic all season long and consistent as well. That's also been a big key for the Ice Songs. So for them, I mean, it's going to come in. They're going to come into a, a great room of people that are going to be very welcoming and excited that they're there. They know what's expected of them, and at the same time, 
they're going to try and learn the ropes as quickly as possible. So I think patience will be the name of the game for them. They won't be thrown right into the mix, start game one on Wednesday against the Stars, but you never know what might happen if those guys can hit the hit the ground, hit the ice running, if you will, and, and start uh, wowing the coaching staff here pretty soon. I know you guys uh, did your uh, announcement of uh... – kind of uh, uh, internal award winners. Uh, he put out a release the other day about you know MVPs being shared between Dylan McLaughlin and, and Arvid Soderblom, the, the top rookie, Lucas Reichel, everybody is talking talking about. And, and um, Mitchell was voted uh, a top defenseman down there. Who's kind of flying under the radar, though? I, I see um, you know Josiah Slavin, who had his cup of coffee with the Blackhawks. He was uh, voted as the uh, Unsung Player Award winner and most improved being Michael Tepley. Is there anyone that hasn't been talked about enough with uh, what you've seen uh, with that squad over the course of the year. You know what? And I, I'll, I think of a guy like Evan Barrett, who's in the Hawks system mm-hmm. and that really kind of came into his own last season coming out of Penn State, played in that abbreviated year last year, getting to learn the ropes, and then really hitting his first full rookie season this year. He's a guy that brings a lot of edge to his game. He's got that sandpaper, if you will, but has a knack for scoring as well. He's picked up a couple of different point streaks throughout the course of the season and, and a guy that can just simply outwork you, especially in the corners and, and on the faceoff dots as well. And, and he's not scared to go to the front of the net and, and battle in front of there. I don't know how many goals this season have come off of redirections, deflections, or just simply going to the dirty areas of the ice and, and taking a hit but making a play at the same time. I would say that wild card that uh, that was just right there for the Ice Hogs and, and possibly here with the Blackhawks here shortly is, is uh, forward Evan Barrett. Joey, our audience is obviously hockey nuts because they're they're tuned in and they're tuned in during NHL playoffs. How can people listen or and or watch these uh, Rockford playoff games? We'd love to have everybody join us on the run. IceHogs.com, our website, has the complete streaming setup, whether it's on the radio for free, on our mobile app for free. You can stream online uh, uh, through the AHL TV package that uh, fans can purchase in as well. But we'd love for you to join in and, and have a little bit of fun. And, and it's, it's always exciting. Playoff hockey at any level and, and any time of year is exciting. But to, to be a part of this run is a very special group for the Rockford Ice Dogs, and I think uh, people will have a good time with it. And they could just go to the game, too, right? Would love to. Well, and we have a special that actually is going to wrap up tonight here of a flash sale offer over on IceHogs.com, too, where people can join us for games one and game two for just 10 bucks, mm. And that's going to be a huge part to just come out to the BMO support because it was a quick turnaround. We just had fan appreciation night at the BMO the other night against the Wolves. Then you got to get ready. And, and even then you were still preparing mentally, like who could we possibly play in the first round? Schedule is set. It's the Texas Stars, and it's a quick turnaround to Wednesday. So we'd love everybody just to come on down I-90, hang out, test those I-passes, see if they're still working. And uh, hang out with us at the BMO on Wednesday night. Yeah, and hand, hand uh, all, all, everyone who comes up and says hello, make sure you have a beer for Joe so he can start <laughs> stacking cups while he's doing the game. And uh, we'll see how that broadcast turns out, right? You know what? It might be some of the most entertaining two and a half hours of hockey you might have ever heard. Hey, hey, it's it's entertaining regardless if you've got a, a few adult beverages. The in Harry Carey of the AHL, you know? That's what we call it. Joe, Joey Z. Oh, well, if he goes to three overtimes like we've had in the past, you know, who knows what could happen there. Yeah, don't, don't start spelling names backwards or anything like that. <laughs> Joey Z, you're the man, man. Hope you're uh, having a good time, and uh, best of luck in this series. You, you know, as, as broadcasters, the playoffs are a whole nother animal, so I hope you have a lot of fun, and it's a real long run for this team. I greatly appreciate it, Joe and Chris. Great to catch up with you. And, and to touch on what you guys were talking about at the top of the hour, Joe, congratulations to you, man, on, on jumping in on the MLB side and, 
and calling a game for the White Sox just down the road there. Congrats, pal. I know as broadcasters, all three of us and people listening in that, that want to be broadcasters, it, it's always a fun accomplishment, and I know you're probably still on cloud nine right now, but congratulations, my friend. Well, well thank you, pal, and, and believe me, I definitely thought of you when you got your call up here calling Blackhawks games on WGN Radio. Did a phenomenal job and uh, definitely had that feeling, so I, I know you can resonate with that, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Are we done here? Are we done? (laughs) All right. That's all the time we got with you, Joey Z. (laughs) That is Joey Z, the voice of the Rockford Icehogs. Does a fantastic job calling a game. Uh, No, that's not just me. It's the pat on the back society. Schmoozing each other or anything like that. Uh, More on the finality of this season and the finality of Blackhawks Live. When we come back, you're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Our final segment of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WG. And get the tissues out. But a job well done by all. Uh, big thanks to our producer, Curtis Koch, yes. each and every week. Curtis, great job. Who not only produces the show, but then throws it all out on the internet so that we can get these podcasts in a timely fashion. And I always get the email before I get home. Here they are. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Put them out. And uh, Chris, listen, man. Um you're a fantastic friend. You're a fantastic partner. Um, I, I understand this was an interesting situation, <laughs> and you have been nothing but accommodating and friendly and supportive, and I know that doesn't happen all the time in this business, no. and I just want you to know not one second have I ever taken that for granted. I've just greatly appreciated you for absolutely everything and, uh, again, it, it does not happen a lot, so I hope you understand how special of a person you are. No, the, ple- the pleasure has been mine, and uh, uh, you do a uh, bang-up job with, with the pre and post, and uh, along with everything else that you do, and we've worked together in the past, and I'm glad we could continue doing so uh, this season, and who knows what next season will bring as well, but uh, no, the pleasure has been mine working with both you and Curtis uh, again. I'm glad we were able to continue it, and uh, onward and upward to our uh, end-of-season party here. Should we tell our listeners where we're going to go <laughs> afterwards to yeah, uh, sure. Celebrate a uh, celebrate a a, uh, a season of uh, Blackhawks Live here as we uh, wrap things up. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a little local local <laughs> pub for the local pub. And Lizzie McNeil's just right across the river. Here. We're going to swim over there. We're going to dive out of the 18th floor here into the river and then swim over to Lizzie's. We'll we'll so. both jump at the same time. And uh, but no, yeah, and and that's the thing too that that you brought up our our work with each other in the past. The moment you called me and said, "Hey, WGN and the Blackhawks are thinking this," and I go, "Yeah." Absolutely, because we have the familiarity with each other. We we did the podcast after I filled in for Scott King, and and again, I just I appreciate your uh, your constant support. And this has been a blast. It's been a dream come true. And and I I am not here without you. And I hope you know that. Um, and I want to thank Dave Edden and Mary Boyle for, sure. for, for, for letting us uh, let us do this together here this season. And, and the Blackhawks, too, for their constant guests that we have gotten, their flexibility, their accommodations. Uh, and most importantly, for you, the listeners, thank you for tolerating my stupid weekly videos, wh- whether I'm drinking a beer at a ball game or... <laughs> Uh, pouring you a glass of wine or More plankton. S- sitting in my Christmas pajamas. We really wouldn't be here without you, the listener. Uh, that's going to do it for Blackhawks Live, uh, a season that unfortunately was underperformed by the team. But we Interesting offseason ahead, though. Absolutely. Learned a lot of things along the way. And again, we just appreciate the constant support. For Chris Bowden, for Curtis Koch, for Joey Zakszewski, for the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm Joe Brand. We will talk to you next year, Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN.